0: Stand up, oh, stand you,
1: Tonight, we welcome a food critic, an internet icon, and as he describes himself on his Twitter page, an international food titan. (laughs) His review of A Five Guys Meal in 2012 was remixed into a song. It went viral. It's garnered over 20 million views, and it propelled him into a crazy new chapter in his life. So tonight we welcome Dame Drops, Damon Patterson.
2: Welcome, Dame.
0: Fellas, fellas, thank you for having me, man. It's feeling real good right now.
1: I get the sense that your life is divided into two parts, before Mm. the crazy and kind of after the crazy.
0: Was there ever a before crazy? Uh, There was a before crazy. Individuals, a lot of individuals do not know, but they're going to find out. I was born and raised a Jehovah' Witness. I was the I was the kid that was going on with my grandfather on Saturday mornings, knocking on your door, and just uh, you know just witnessing the the news of of life in general and and of God and of making changes in life. That was me. That I was that individual. And then, when did you walk away from the faith? <sighs> seventeen. I was seventeen years old. What, and seventeen What did you, you think?
1: You thought this I, is this is not for me.
0: I kid you not. Once the last meeting was done, it was a, it was a Tuesday evening because I would go three times a week. You know, Sunday mornings I would be there. I'd be there on Tuesday and then I'd be there on Thursday. So it was a Tuesday evening. My mother and I were actually leaving, you know, the church at the time. And I looked at my mother and I was like, "I don't want to go anywhere." She she looked at me. And she was like, what "Would you say to me, boy?" I was like, Mom, I don't, I don't, I just don't want to go anymore. I want to experience life a little bit differently than what it is that I've learned." you know, over the years, and I'm appreciative of everything that I was taught because it definitely kept me out of trouble. definitely kept me on the straight and narrow, but now I kinda wanna just figure things out on my own. And then if I ever come back to it, I'm coming back to it because, it's not because I was born into it, but I'm coming back to it because it's something that I wanna do.
2: I think you probably learned quite a bit in that original process. And I bet a lot of that has stuck with you over the years anyway, hasn't it?
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you
2: find yourself taking it out into the world. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was it was a lesson learned, I bet, and something very valuable at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you were telling me that you feel you've had a really fortunate life. Yes. You know, You know, you, uh, maybe you had some times where you're kind of living on the edge a little bit. But uh, uh, by and large, you, you feel you've been pretty lucky.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, as far as that's concerned, you know, you watch your friends go through different stages in life. And a lot of them fall into a different type of trouble. And, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, come along for the ride for this, that, and the third. And me, I was just, you, you do what you have to do. And the thing is, when they do what they have to do, the next thing you know, you're in the newspaper and you're reading about these individuals. Or you turn on the television you see them on the news, individuals getting themselves in trouble. You know, and there's a lot of things based off what I learned over the years that actually made a difference for me that were able to help me make the right choices in life.
1: Do you want to share a little bit about that, about when it did get a little rough, but you kind of corrected
0: course? I mean, how did it get I rough? Think for, for me, it was just the, the simple fact that, you know, when you find out you have a child on the way, everything changes yeah. for you. And I found that out when I was 19 years old. All right. And it's just like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do now? You know, you don't have all the answers when that, you get that text message or, you know, you get that phone call, I'm pregnant. And so now automatically you're just sitting there thinking, how do I provide for my family? You know, because whatever it is that I'm currently doing right now, and i am telling you right now, 575 just didn't seem to be enough to, to make the ends meet. And again, the option out there to do wrong was always available because that's nothing but a phone call away. That's nothing than a friend coming over to the house that's already in that lifestyle. When I say that particular lifestyle, we're talking about individuals that may be on the corners late nights, you know, and bringing in that quick money. And you're like, you know what, that would take care of the family. But then again, the end result will have you away from your family for a long time because you get locked away pretty quick. Officer Friendly plays no games. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just have to just pick up another job.
1: So cer- certainly there temptations were there to take the, the quick path yes. that you decided not to do that. Yes,
0: and I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. I'm, I'm all set. It's not a story that I would ever want to tell my kids as I got older. So I was like, you know what? I'll just take on the second job. I'll take on that third job. And if I'm not home, I won't be home for the reason that I'm working not for the reason that I'm out late at night on the corner doing things I probably shouldn't be doing.
2: And you know, Dame, so you got, uh, you got two and three jobs going, and, and a lot of people will look at that and say, well, and then what, you're locked into that for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. but I think you went a different direction. You actually, with all of that time, with the family, with all of the jobs, uh, you didn't give up being creative. You didn't give up looking for something better.
0: I think for me, it, the biggest thing was, in the back of my mind, as you go to clock in, you always want more. You look at what it is that you're doing, whatever it may be, whether you're stocking shelves, you know, whether you're, you're ringing at a cash register, you're going to see that manager walking around. That's the position that you want. And my mother always told me one thing that always stuck with me. She was just like, you know, for every given interview, you never go to that interview dressed for the job that, that, that you want to get. You dress for the job that you plan to take. So you've got two daughters. Yes. You have the daughter that was born in your year 19. How old is she now? ah that one now. Deja is 17 years old that's my oldest daughter from the first marriage and again when it comes down to marriage there's a lot that you will learn I got married at an early age I made every mistake in the book and then I created a new book to make more mistakes uh, loved and lost as the story goes and when I lost I lost hard and I'm not talking about material things I kind of I lost my daughter's while I lost I lost my family and then I lost the sense of self and when you lose a sense of self you get into a very dark moment and that dark moment takes days from your life, and it kind of turns into years the fast way.
1: Yeah, and you don't get that time back. No. So those big fundamental changes when they happen, I, I, I've seen that in so many people, myself included. You know, the, These things that you had accepted as reality are gone. You mm-hmm. don't know what to do. And it's a very hard a position to be in to claw back
0: to feeling normal again. So you experienced that with the divorce, yes. Huh? yes, first and last divorce. I'm not doing it again. I was given another opportunity is the way I looked at life. And when I lost everything at that given time, I was just like, what happens now? Where do I go from here? And I wasn't really strong into YouTube at that time. I had a channel, but I wasn't strong onto the channel. When I got started with doing food reviews on YouTube, I was actually working at Walmart at the time as an assistant manager. Had a full hour lunch, and every job that I had before that, it was just a half hour that I had. So I went into Walmart thinking, hey, listen, I to have a half hour for lunch. And they're like, "Nah, you, you got a full hour. I was like, oh, what am I going to do with this extra half? You know, I finished my food already. I actually had a YouTube channel back in 2008 and I had other type of videos up there and I was calling it ghetto news network, you know, ghetto news network. It was basically all about me just like just filming random things that I would see. You know, I was out and about in the streets, anything that would look crazy. And I would put it up there, just post it for the friends that would watch. And as Walmart came into play and as things started slowly changing and turning in my life, then I really started getting into doing, doing these food reviews. But, um, you know, let's, let's fast forward over to, to CarMax, man, because CarMax was that job that finally I was somewhere that I felt I never, ever wanted to leave. I never felt like I wanted to do anything more than being a buyer at CarMax. Jobs promote, you know, we're a family here. We, we're going to take care of you. You know, it's not going to be sink or swim. We're going to make sure that, you know, you stay afloat. We're going to make sure you succeed. They get that. That that way to to promote it, so you know they can get you in, and they can have you working hard, and then they just kind of let you just wither away, and then everybody starts backstabbing. CarMax was not that that place of employment. Cool, but then something happened in ah, 2012 pop. Pop. where everything sort of changed. The the big the big pop, the things that you never ever expect, but the things that individuals always tend to look for. For me, you know, I did a review of Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And when I did the review, I didn't think much of it, but I noticed one thing. It was moving pretty quick in views in comparison to the other food reviews, but that it was just by itself making its way on up into the thousands. And I'm like, people must really like, you know, five guys or they just love the review. So there was an individual that took the five guys review and actually brought it over to a website called Reddit. I didn't know what Reddit was at the time, but apparently you could upvote and downvote whatever it is that, you know, you actually post. So... My man hit me up and he was like, Damn, let you know, you know, your video's on Reddit and it's doing pretty good. I was like, Oh, okay, thanks, you know, whatever. (laughs) Following day, I wake up, I went to bed that night. My video was about 5,400 views, which was huge for you, right? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, 5,400. I was like, Wow, wow, right? I wake up the following day and the video is over 50,000 views and within 24 hours. And I'm like, Okay, what just happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and it didn't click to me that he said he Is put it up on Reddit. That, that didn't click. I'm like, you know, and at the time, you know, Ray William Johnson, he was a big YouTuber. And, of course, if he made mention of any video, it was automatically going to get that heavy feed. So, you know, I'm going to like, Ray's list of videos you're checking them out to see if he made mention of my, my review or something, you know. And, and then my man hit me again on Facebook, the one that put it on Reddit, and he was like, you're doing really good on Reddit. You're like, I'm the second page moving up. And I'm like, let me go check Reddit out. You know, so I go over to Reddit, and sure enough, the video was actually on the second page of Reddit, and it's, I mean, it had crazy votes. And then I go back to the video, and even though I checked it earlier, that morning than that 50,000, I go back to it like early afternoon. It was like maybe about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was already over 175,000. And it was still climbing, still climbing, still climbing. Around 300,000, I get an email from the Gregory Brothers all right
1: and tell us who the gregory brothers and now the
0: gregory brothers they're large on youtube for what they do is called auto tune the news and they take anything that's basic regular conversation just like we're having and they turn it into a song all right and at the time the biggest thing that they had going on was hide your kids hide your wife oh, i love that you know one. they know Antoine dodson i mean that that went so hard so global so viral so fast you know, and I, that's what I knew them for. Now,
1: at that point, had Ain't Nobody Got Time for that come out yet? No, that wasn't even out. That okay. wasn't even popping yet. Okay, no, that, was, okay. uh, that wasn't even
0: popping yet. <laughs> Those are like, these are like
1: some of the big ones we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Okay, but
0: continue. So, um, you know, they're like, are you familiar with our work? I'm like, I'm definitely familiar with your work. And they were like, hey, listen, we saw your Five Guys video, because like I said, by now it was over, over 300,000 views because of Reddit. And they were like, you know, we, we took it, and we turned it into a song, here's the link.
1: Oh, they'd already made into a song. They worked fast. They were they were on it. They were
0: pow They were on it. Was it like a day I, or two. Yeah, yeah, within a day or two. Wow. Yeah, within a day or two because that that Reddit just did its thing for me, and so I'm looking at the video. And I'm like, this is you got to be. Oh my goodness. Oh my damn. You know, they went ham. They, they definitely went ham
1: songs on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I assume on YouTube, there's some sort of a splitting of the revenues there.
0: Now, nah, basically, just as the way the contract worked out was directly with iTunes. I mean, that channel, the YouTube channel, that, that's all them right there. But uh, definitely on iTunes, it was just like that nice little split down the middle. We worked out something great. And here it is two years later. And I'm still receiving that love because a lot of individuals are still watching Oh, my damn, a lot of individuals still <laughs> downloading it two years later. and I'm just like, this is crazy. Can you,
1: can you tell us about how much about that love you, you got? You know I mean, I'm, you don't have to
0: be exact, but, I mean, I'm, if you wanted to tell us, you know. I'm, 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 I'm going to say the love is lovely. Uh, you know, you, you, receive, you receive that check monthly, and it, it's, it, it's not a bad
1: check at all. This moment, this was the pivotal moment where everything changed. Boom. Okay. First
0: of all, Five Guys. Yes. Have you heard from Five Guys? When all this happened— and all the news media outlets were contacting us and all the, the big blog websites. And even, of course, you know, I ended up with a show on Travel Channel. We're going to get into that. I was waiting for five guys. there, everybody that contacted me, I was waiting for five guys. I was like, listen, this is big right now. The numbers are crazy on the views on both the song, on the original video. It's going crazy. They're going to reach out. They're going to do something. <clears throat>
2: they did something and insert crickets right yeah. they did nothing
0: so for the first couple months i kid you not i've heard nothing from five guys the first couple months of everything going crazy and i guess as things started picking up a little more they decided to reach out to both the gregory brothers and i so when they reached out you know we were all kind of getting excited because we both received the same pieces of communication hey listen we want to send you a little something can I get your uh, mailing address uh-oh. You know, mailing address, ooh, rubbing hands together. I'm too big for a Ferrari. I'm over here looking at Ferraris and Lamborghinis. <laughs> I was like, I think I need a Maserati, ooh.
2: It's be, this
0: so uh, <laughs> I'm over here thinking, you know, nice little checks coming our way, right? I kid you not, within uh, probably about two weeks' time, you know, uh, I, I, was, I was at work. I was still working at the time. CarMax. Yep. And my mother-in-law calls and is like, oh, you know, you received a package. You know, it's a pretty big package. Like pretty pretty big, so you thinking course, that
1: we were th- expecting a check? Maybe they're sending hundred dollar yeah, bills. Maybe yeah, okay, hundred yeah, may, bills. May, may, yeah.
0: Maybe it's a big package of of a thank you with a small nice little check inside there as the overall like grand finale of the <laughs> firework display. So boom. Can't wait to get home. I think I left work early. Heart's racing. You're excited. I'm driving. I'm blowing through red lights. Cops aren't stopping me. I'm having a great day. I think I'm doing like 180 in a vehicle that only goes 120. Boom. (laughs) Running. Getting home. Get there. Got upset. It was a very big package. And I'm like, "Mm, that don't even look like there's a check on the inside there. Let me go ahead and open this up. I open it up. And I kid you not, I pull out a mini billboard. And mini billboard reads, oh, my damn. Thank you, five guys. And that's cute. I threw the billboard off to the side. I proceeded to look back in the package that it came in. You know, I blew in there, it was pretty big. So I blew some more air in there, you know, checking to make sure okay, maybe my check is stuck somewhere. <laughs> No, it was just completely air. It was just like laced potato chips.
1: It's like that horrible thing when you're a child and you get a card on your birthday and you open it up. You're so excited. Maybe a, maybe a twenty dollar bill. And it whatever. says maybe happy a 50 birthday 50. inside. And you open up. There's all this writing on the card. Who gives a shit about the card? And where's the money? And then you don't see the money. And, no, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was is cool. that. How you felt?
0: I, I, I felt. I was, I was highly disappointed. I was just like, you know, that was cool. Great gesture. The thank you. We're going hard over here. We're in the millions of views right now on both videos. The song is crazy right now. I think the song was already at like two two point five mil. You know, and the video that I had was already over what about eight hundred thousand? It was just it was just going bananas at that time. And I was just like a, a big thank you, a big oh my damn thank you with their like logo design around it. And I was like, okay, this is this is what we're doing. Maybe maybe the check's coming tomorrow. Check didn't come tomorrow, check didn't come the following week, check came never.
1: So, okay, the video opened all sorts of doors in your life. Yes. Yes, and would you say the biggest one is the show that you had on the Travel
0: Network? Most definitely. I mean, um, you know, I was producers were hitting my email left and right. Everybody had a show idea once, oh my damn, was really out there, really moving in the streets. Everybody wanted to have me on TV, everybody wanted to have me eating fast food. It, it, It was what it was. And the craziest thing was at the time when Banca Studios reached out to me, they were, um, they were in the direction of what it was that I thought I wanted a show to be. You know, I didn't want to leave the whole entire YouTube flow. So they were just like, listen, we don't want to change anything. You have a great format on YouTube. We just kind of want to bring it to television, add, you know, some things to it, but nothing too crazy. We want your, your subscribers to know it's still you. And it began. They were like, we're going to shop it. They shopped it. And within that first week of them shopping it, it was like, you know, Scripps Network wants you on Travel Channel. Pow, let's go. And I was like, huh? And they're like, yeah, 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 you're done. This is your last day of work. You're done. You're, you're, you're out of there. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I put in not a two-week notice. I put in a full-month notice at CarMax. My last day of work was October 25th. 2012? Oh, man, 2012. 2012. Awesome. 2012. And so brother. you
1: haven't had the nine-to-five since then? No. So, and then what is the show? What is Best Dame Takeout?
0: So, Best Dame Takeout was basically about me going to just different cities, and we would choose three different restaurants. We would go in, you know, whatever their, their signature dish was, that was the order. Oh, uh, I would spend time dangerous. with the employees, I would spend time with the chef, you know, because that's the individual that's preparing the madness, and I would take the food back out to the vehicle and then do a YouTube-style review.
2: What vehicle were you using for
0: the show? Oh, m- multiple vehicles. We multiple went from the, like, the Envoy. We had the Cadillac Escalade. We had the Ford Explorer. Well, this was
1: the real <laughs> deal. I mean, they, w- they would fly you around. They would mm-hmm. rent you cars, and they had a full crew following you yeah. around, right? Six episodes, three different locations, and it was just me just kind of having fun. It was a limited series. And this is so great because since quitting Carmax, you've been able to sustain and, and mm-hmm. continue doing this. But when the video first came out, in that first six months, um, a lot of really crazy stuff happened. You were on Jimmy Fallon, dude. I was. Let's
0: start from the very beginning. <laughs> Doctor Oz was first.
1: Okay, Dr. tell Dr. us about that.
0: Doctor Oz played no games. You know he did, okay. The fame came out of nowhere. Boom, left field, pow. I'm running with it. And I'm going. Doctor Oz and his people they reached out to me, want you on the show, and they aired the show on my birthday, which is September 24th. And his biggest thing, of course, is the fact that you know it was the 400 pound man coming to a set. He's impressionable. He's on YouTube. And all the young kids love him, and he's over here eating fast food, and he's just going to kill everybody single-handedly. This is the villain. This is the villain of the world right now. Did you know going into it that was going to be the spin? You know what? I knew he was going to come for me as far as, like, like, losing the weight. You know, he was just like, I don't want you to change the way you're eating. I just want you to present different options that are going to be healthier for you and then, of course, healthier for the lifestyle of those that are watching you because you have a new generation coming in. And if you, can, if you show them right from the beginning, that is what they're going to know. So that that was his thing that he was kind of promoting on the show. Is that when you
2: started actually adding the because uh, you have the ingredients and all of that when mm-hmm. you, uh, on your is that it, was it
1: after that, that you started? It
0: was, that? it was definitely after that. Okay, it was definitely yeah. after. Was, uh, was it a little message
1: received? Was it a little eye opening that sort of a situation? Because I know because I know your mom talked to you too, right? About my mother was on the show healthier. with me, man.
0: She was on the show. My mother and my wife. <laughs> yeah, I was over there. <laughs> Dr. So was had it, me was crying. it was three versus one. Dude, he had me crying to my mama on the show. <laughs> it got so <laughs> crazy and emotional up there, man. Really?
1: Yeah. And so you you and your mother had never had a conversation like that prior?
0: Or no, my, my mother and I, we we always talked about my weight at that time. You know, I've been going to the gym, getting right with life, but, um, you know, we always kind of talked about the weight, talked about getting the pounds off and trying to make that difference for myself and for my girls, of course. You know, and uh, Dr. Oz is definitely an eye-opener for any individual that's just eating crazy amounts of food because I went from, you know, double this, triple that, and now, you know, it's, it's not as many fried goodies that you see me uh, consuming uh, more baked than anything else, man. i just trying to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. man. I'm trying try to make the changes in life.
2: This is one of those little warnings that you all want to know. If you're planning on making it in YouTube and you have that big video, when Dr. Oz calls, not your first show.
0: There's a story behind how that worked out. Dr. Oz people reached out first. That same week, Jimmy Fallon's people reached out, and because it was literally about, Less than 48 hours in between the two, being the fact I promised Dr. Oz the exclusive, I was like, I had to say no to Jimmy. And so they're like, "Oh, dude, come on, man! This this is Jimmy. This is your demographic, Doctor Oz. That's not your demographic. Stop playing, man! You YouTube. You Plus, Jimmy's you going to on, J- Jimmy's going to yeah. be softball. You need to be on Jimmy. <laughs> He's Jimmy. not going to make you cry. Yeah, yeah J- Jimmy's not going to make you he cry. He's <laughs> yeah. not going to be talking about your weight. He's going to be rubbing your belly. Yeah, what are yeah. you doing? Stop playing. Come up over here. And and I, you know, I, I'm a man of my word. At the end of the day, so I stuck with Doctor Oz. But I still ended up rocking with Jimmy. You yeah. know, I did uh, two exclusives for him, actually. So definitely had two different joints with uh, with Jimmy Fallon. Was Did a you time. eat with Jimmy? Nah, 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 nah. No, 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 no. He just he just he just set me for what he needed me to beat up real quick, and I handled that. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about it. Tell us about the two so Jimmy the first, Fallon segments. The first one, uh, McDonald's, of course, they have the McRib that they always come out with, which you have taken a stand against. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not about the McRib life. Not about that McRib. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all. <laughs> you had the McRib, Tom? No, I, no. I, you know, I, <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about so, this McRib? Boom. I was like, all right, Jimmy's like, I need that exclusive, shoot a video, I'm gonna film it here and air it on my show. Did they know how you were gonna react to the McRib at that point? No, or was, oh, this no. was this was a yeah. cold reading. This is yeah, good. This is it. This is it, man. I don't write anything down, I just go with the flow. You know, I had the McRib. I ended up it a McSlab slab on <laughs> air and then they played it. They didn't cut anything. Oh, wow. You know, I was like, This isn't a McRib because a McRib is it, I mean, a rib is fierce, it's powerful. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's thick, you know, you got that nice bite to it. This is a slab of meat. So we're gonna call this one the McSlab.
1: Slab. Now they had just done a rollout of the McRib, right? This was a big yeah, thing. Yeah. Did they still have the McRib? Is, it, is it they, they,
0: they still bring the McRib. I mean, everybody loves the McRib, man. They they oh, love yeah. it. They, you, I don't know. No, you, you nah, don't. I'm not McRib. about that life. No. McDonald's knows I'm not about the the McRib life. We need to change that. <laughs> McDonald's need to holler at me. But uh. And did they re- did
1: McDonald's reach out to you after the McRib?
0: Yes, McDonald's definitely reached out. I've I've done a lot of events with McDonald's. I mean, they they've been yeah. great, instrumental actually, in uh, my YouTube career in general. Because they promote the videos that I put out, of course, that are McDonald's or related to them.
1: So they'll retweet it. They'll put it on their Facebook. And they
0: were the the first company to retweet the videos that I would promote for First Fallon thing was the McRib. What was the Mm -hmm. second one? So so, so the following time he reached out to me, we were coming across Valentine's Day. And he wanted me to do a women's sampler box, you know, a little box of chocolates that you give to the ladies, all that good stuff. And I, I went through, like, individual pieces of chocolate. And just kind of had fun with it, you know, for the show. So, Was there anything else really
1: crazy out of this world, unbelievable, that you got to experience or be a part of?
0: Oh, wow. Let's see, man. That might oh, be- you know what? Before, I'm trying to figure exactly when before it actually happened. But the biggest thing for me, uh, the first restaurant that actually reached out to me was Sammy's in Utah. And this was, you know, of course, All My Damn was still going. It was happening. It was a big thing. And uh, the owner, Sammy, he flew my my wife and I. He flew us out there to Utah, put us up, all that good stuff. Had a limo for us waiting, you know. And then he did a gigantic concert, a block party. Literally shut down a whole block – Next thing I know, I'm looking at the block. Like, late at night, a big stage comes out of nowhere. The kids, there was, like, two main colleges out there in Utah. They flooded the block. It was water everywhere. Nobody was drinking heavy. Water everywhere. He had all these bands coming in. They were probably big. I wouldn't know. I didn't listen to the bands like that. But what I do know is I was off to the side with my wife, and we were kind of enjoying the music. We were, you know, drinking and eating ice cream, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, my damn, starts playing. And then he stops the song, and he was like, hold on. I could play the song, you all love the song, you know what it is, but we got the man himself in the house, so we're going to bring him on stage. And that was my first time on stage with the oh, song yeah. in front of that many people, because I mean, it was... We're talking thousands loaded. of people, yeah, right? it, was, yeah. it was Dude, it was flooded. Ooh. And I performed, oh my damn, and I took on my video camcorder, and I was recording them, that I actually have done on YouTube as well. I'm recording them, so that that was the biggest... Thing and the greatest feeling for me at that time because all oh, my damn was receiving so much love and individuals were showing me so much love, and I didn't even have that many subscribers. I mean, I had a lot, I think it was probably about 80,000 at the time when that happened, you know. And it was just it was, it was amazing. It was I, amazing. I,
2: I think for you, uh, probably two of the greatest highs of your life were your daughters.
0: Most definitely. But I'll
2: bet you being on stage, performing a tune and getting that much love and that much energy, it just had to be such an incredible high in the itself. The
0: energy is what you do it for, man. The energy from the individuals, they, they give off so much. And you see the passion there, you see the love there, you see the fact that it respect you know, your craft and respect your talent. And you put in so much work. Individuals work so hard to make one thing happen. Well, I don't care if it's YouTube. I don't care if it's the fact that you know, you're a new budding artist and you're trying to get into the industry. If you want to be that car salesman, the thing is you have to have that passion behind it. You have to believe in yourself, and you never want to do it for the dollar. Because if you're doing it for the passion you're doing it for the love, the dollar's going to always be there. But if you're doing it for all the wrong reasons, you will never, ever succeed to begin with. You know, a lot of individuals don't understand that. Little individuals today, they hit me on my Twitter, they hit me on my fan page and they're like, you know, damn, I want to get into YouTube. I want to start a video tomorrow. You know, I know there's money in it. And the moment you say there's money in it, that's when the conversation for me ends because you're, that means you're going to give up. When you find out you don't make that money overnight, you're going to give up. You're going to stop. That means you never loved it to begin with. People are going to know the passion is not there. They're not going to tune in.
1: Yep. It's interesting. You you read about the—because like I said, it's a new class of celebrity, being a YouTube celebrity. And some people make a lot of money. They're YouTube millionaires from their videos. Yes. But you look at the schedules that they keep and the amount of work they have to put in. I mean, these people are probably working 100 hours a week. And mm-hmm. do you do you know some of these other people who are
0: notable on YouTube? Oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest YouTuber, as everybody knows, is PewDiePie, the largest gaming channel. This man, over 30 million subscribers. And to say that, I mean, just individuals that know they hit a million for the first time on subscribers to get extremely excited, and it's, it is. It's an amazing milestone in life to get a million subscribers. You know, I'm at over, what, 350,000 myself. Wow. You know, to me, I'm just like, oh, I'm on top of the world. You know, that's 350,000. I don't know these individuals, but that's great. They're showing the love. PewDiePie, over 30 million individuals, and this channel grows ridiculous every single day. He drops a video every single day of the week. So these are the individuals that they do not work a regular nine to five. They don't have that that you know I work first shift and I work second shift. They have that I work twenty four hours. Yeah, no, shift. they
1: they wake up and they're they're going they're going, on going it, and on they it. go to the end, and that is why they're so successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they it. they have to love it because it becomes their yeah. life. And yeah. when it's not their life, they're not really successful at it anymore. So you right. just have to dedicate well, yourself. It beat forward. you up
2: twenty four hours of doing something you don't love. It with
1: does, and it, and it can be kind <laughs> of cruel, right? I mean, yeah. people on the internet can be kind of mean about.
0: Oh, things. let me tell you. Something. And I know PewDiePie for a while he turned his comments off. He,
1: he turned did. his comments yep. off
0: on top of the fact for like spam messages that are coming out but yep. at the end of the day you watch a lot of great YouTubers quit YouTube because of the comments. Yeah.
2: Uh, YouTube celebrities become the celebrities doing what they do uh, there is another version of that YouTube celebrity, and I think it is the negative commenter. Is mm-hmm. that called the troll? The troll is that a troll? I mean, mm-hmm. there are guys. I think that I read a lot of news online, and I like to see what the uh, what people are thinking after that article. What? what is what is America thinking about? But usually, it just breaks down to two or three guys trolling, saying the damnedest things about it. Mm-hmm. It ruins the con- the uh, the whole uh, conversation. But at the same time, you realize, I think these guys
1: spend all day doing this. This is, yeah. how, this yeah. is how they live. That's <laughs> the thing. They, they don't need a check. They're, great. they're happy <laughs> to know that they're breaking you. What negative comments have people said about you that have stuck oh, with you? Because you keep, you keep comments on, right? Hey, oh, you have, i leave them on. i you leave them on. on. But, hey, yeah. You ready
0: for this? <laughs> yeah. You ready for this? I, I know it's going to sound so crazy, but all my, all my life and then nothing's ever really changed. I tell individuals that you never really want to confuse being conceited for being confident because my mother built such a confidence in me from day one. That even if you said something negative, it just. Good. You can say whatever you want to say to me. Yeah. The thing is, I'm still going to wake up the following day. I'm still going to put out that content because there's so many hundreds of thousands of individuals that are waiting for that content. Yeah. So I don't care if it's 15 people or it's 100 individuals that hate what I do. Let me tell you, son, I got 350,000. That's like a little mosquito bite. Trust me, it goes away.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about fast food places. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your least favorite? And what's your most favorite? All right. My least favorite right now, Burger King, you're messing up. Let's get right to it. Burger King, you are, man, Burger King, I loved you back in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, we had a love-hate relationship that was building. I didn't even know about it because I loved you so much. Your apple pies were everything. They meant the world to me. You know, I sat there, and I would have your Whopper, and I would just kind of close my eyes and just know the fact that everything was going to be okay. No matter what kind of day I was having, how many times my mother gave me a beating because I came in after the street lights came on, like I wasn't home on time, like Burger King held me down, took care of me. You know, I could sit there and I could exercise, ride my bike to Burger King, grab myself up a whole entire full complete meal, and then bring that meal back to work wherever I was actually going. And the moment you walked in, individuals was just like, Oh, is that Burger King? I need that. Let me get some Burger King. It wasn't anything else. It was Burger King was it. The honeymoon is over. The honeymoon is over because Burger King just fell off. They, they fell off completely. And as far as the one that I love the most, they, I mean, when it comes to fast food, McDonald's is there, but but Wendy's is is there. Like, I go to Wendy's for what I call the crack burger, and that's the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, no lettuce, no tomato. I don't get down with the crunchy water, and I don't mess with the Xbox 360 Red Ring of Death, which is a tomato. I don't get down with that either. All right, but they have that extra crispy applewood smoked bacon. All right, that little beef patty that they use, nice and square. Slap some cheese on there, a little bit of mayonnaise. They don't go too hard with the mayonnaise and that soft bun. You go ahead and take that first bite of crack. You never known the fact that crack could actually come in any other given form. But what you known it for, you know? But no, those aren't the days anymore. The days it's an actual burger at Wendy's, the crack burger. That's what the, the wife and I call it. She look me. She hit me up and hit me up on a text message. And just put crack burger, and then she put up a whole bunch of burger like emojis going straight across, and then just say crack dot 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 dot.
2: This is a couple that <laughs> communicates well,
0: <laughs> and that's what I would do. I would just fly over to Wendy's and I would grab up the crack burgers. I'd come home and like I'm the greatest man alive because I brought home crack burgers in a little bag. And you know how like little circles of grease? That's Wendy's. That's how they get down. They don't go too hard. And uh, right below that, of course, you know McDonald's. McDonald's has moments when they come. Come out with an item that's great in the menu, and I say McDonald's is number one for being innovative for not, you know, being afraid to change their menu up every couple months. That's not just because they retweet your stuff. No, nah, nah, not because they retweet. Because not everybody does. You know, Wendy's mm-hmm. gets down with the program. Burger think thing retweeted me once. My thing is, I do a lot of sponsored reviews as well. You know, it's no big secret. Dame gets paid for reviews. I get paid for what I do. I give a, a service to the world. How, Maybe. how often does a sponsored review happen? Sponsored review happens every 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 few months. Sometimes every couple of weeks based on uh, who, who wants that extra love, yeah. you know, who, who wants Dame to come travel to the location because I don't have it in my backyard and come out and do my one-two thing and put you over on my oh, channel. Yeah, right. You know, and the biggest thing is right from the gate, right from the very beginning, I tell them all the exact same thing. I'm like, listen, I'm going to come out there. I'm going to give you an honest review. If I don't like it, I'm going to say I don't like it. You're going to get to see the review before I put it up on YouTube. You get to decide whether it goes live or not. That's all I can give you. But your Beautiful. product, you're not buying for me to love your product. I may hate your product.
2: Have you ever done a review and then noticed and actually had to mention, please, we made changes, would you come back and do it again?
0: Yes, and I never go back. You never go back. Never, that's that's my thing. I will not oh, go back. Man. It's all about first impressions. You only have the first time with me. We are so appreciative that you came and hung yeah, out with us very tonight. Much.
1: It very was much. a lot of fun. Tom, thank you. Do you have anything uh, to sum Jim, up tonight?
2: Thank, thank you very much. My this pleasure. been an awful lot of fun. What
1: to, Did we get to the point of what are you doing in Petaluma?
0: You know what, man? The craziest thing here, my main man Jim reached out to me. You know, he was just like, We're going to make the magic happen, Dame. You're playing games. You're out there in Connecticut. You're not out here in Cali. I got this popping podcast going down. We want to know about your life because the people truly don't know. And you're absolutely right. They really don't know. You know, but you know, tonight. Yeah, 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 tonight so Tonight was real, was real special. So yeah, they're going to yeah. find out real soon how it's going down. We're going to put this out there for everybody. I hope you're paying attention. Wow. And always tune in for more because they're going to give you that work. A lot of great things are happening here at the Phoenix Theater, man. Just a lot of major events. So be sure that when they promote it, they put it out there. You come down, you support, you show the love, man, because it's for the youth. I see the skateboard parkers out here popping. There's a lot for the kids when they get out of school so they're not out there just kind of running the streets acting crazy. Then they slide down here to the Phoenix there I mean, there's a grand piano over here you know nicely True. broken down to pure perfection looking extra crispy I don't know what I'm doing but I can play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star so I'm going to go ahead and make that happen but I mean this, this is great a lot of history when you come inside this building you, you sit there in the middle of this facility, and you can kind of just reflect back and know when things were just amazing for you at whatever given point in your life. And for me, I always say 1988 was a great year. I was 11 years old. It will always be a great year. So being here at the Phoenix Theater, it feels like 1988 all over again, man.
1: Oh, spectacular. Thank you, Dane. And we say good night, everybody. And
2: thank you for listening.